two blokes, a punt, Lockie McDonald, Dylan Hall, big dildo. How are you, son? Yeah, doing well. Quite hot. Uh, it's very hot. Too hot, my, in my opinion. Look, mate, if you uh, keep that tank top on and go outside and do a little bit of exercise, that uh, that beer gut that you've been working on will be gone in no time. Uh, no, uh, I put a lot of time, effort and money into <laughs> looking this way. Uh, if I go do that, that's a waste of money. Yeah, mm. the, the accountant's spoken. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, you, you can't, you can't, you can't do that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in the shape that I need to be for this stage of my life. I'm, I'm a dad now, and, and yeah. You know, the only thing I need to improve on in my dad life is my dad jokes. Oh, give us one. Put you on the spot. Yeah, you did. Uh, why pirates? Pirates? Because they are. Damn, that's good, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> that's, that's that's the one I keep up my sleeve at all circumstances. What about this one? Why can't a car play soccer? Can't play soccer. So it's a car. It's only got one boot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tuck that one away in the old memory <laughs> bank as well and uh and then I'll have two bad boys to whip out when I need to. Yeah, there you go. Right. You can borrow that one anytime you oh, want, mate. That's great. Are you sure you're not yeah. the dad? Oh look. Well you are uh, you, technically you are a dad. You got you I am, yeah. Dog dad. Yes, I'm a dog dad. Mind you, uh they don't understand it when I tell them jokes. Yeah, but, well. uh, I'm sure they're laughing on the inside. That's, that's exactly right. Dogs can't laugh, so, you know, that's, that's yeah. my opinion anyway. Well, they're just not allowed to break the dog code. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, look um, we are closing in very quickly on the NBA trade deadline. And I want your opinion on if the following people will get traded or not before the window slams shut. Simple yes or no, no explanation. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Karis Levert. Yes. CJ McCullum. No. John Collins. No. Joe Ingalls. No. Definitely not. Jeremy Grant. Yes. Bogdan Bodonovich. From the Hawks or we're talk, uh, talking about the other Bogdanovich? This one's from the Hawks. The Hawks. To be honest, I still don't know which one's which, but uh, no. Al Horford. Yes. Marcus Smart. Yes, as part of him and all Al Horford package. Tomatis Sabonis. Yep. Don't know why. Daniel, Daniel Tice. I don't know what they'd get for him, so no. 
Eric Gordon. No, because he's got no value. I think he's got value. I just don't think around the league he, he, he doesn't. I don't think people value him. De'Aaron Fox. No. Robert Covington. No. Buddy Heald. Yes. All righty. Now, look, uh, Joe Ingalls is actually being uh, in a lot of trade rumours. I have not seen any of these. I yes. don't care for these. His name Some has been floated. Rumors. His name's been floated around a little bit. A little bit disappointing this year. So, anyway. I, He's been I a very angry man this on. year. Mm, I, don't, I don't think Utah are moving on. Uh, I think he's detrimental to what they do, and they, he offers uh, them quite a lot of depth at a lot of positions. So um, I think he's still valued on that Jazz team, but look, his name's been floated around, so I thought I'd include him in the list. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I think he shouldn't, as you said, I think he's valuable. And if they do give him up, I think it will be. Uh, I think it will hurt them a lot more than what they think it will. Yes, no, I agree. Uh, speaking of Australian basketball players, Aaron Baines. Yeah. Have you heard anything of, about him? Have you heard I, anything from him? I have not. No. Uh, I know that he's a big, big redhead and loves to lay a hard screen, but. Uh, that's about it. What's what's he been up to? So, if you recall, he had an absolute stellar season. Oh, I call, actually, I call it stellar for him. Yes. Um, a couple of seasons ago with uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. And that earned him a, a deal with your Raptors. It did, yes. And then he went off. Uh, yeah, last year. Up there on the head, um, went back uh, last year and was part of the uh, record-making Boomers bronze medal team. Yes, but if you remember correctly, he was absent for a couple of the last few games because he was injured. Yep, I've not heard of anything from him since then, and I happened to be perusing ESPN or the ESPN and up today. Um, and there's a very, it, it's an absolute wonderful article uh, written about him um, by Brian Windhorse. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Horst. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He's still been injured. And it has been a very bad injury. So Is it his foot or something? Nah, neck. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. So, um, for the listeners out there, I highly suggest going onto the ESPN website um, or if you've got the ESPN app, going to that. Um, Oh, shit, I just lost it. It is called... Oh, oh, there it is. It's called the 
Oh, the headline is called. Oh, now I've just lost it again. There it is. <laughs> Having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious fall and harrowing, harrowing story of an NBA centre. So you know what it sh- yeah, you know what it should be called. What? I've got a bane in my neck. <laughs> well, look, we can joke now, but the injury that he sustained was actually quite serious, um, which is why he's still been out. Um, I didn't realise. I, as I said, like I heard that he got injured his neck at, 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 in the um, in the Olympics, and I didn't realise how bad it actually was. Um, so the article's quite well written, and it goes through everything essentially that happened at the Olympics. Um, and essentially, uh, uh, I'm just reading. So it's the third quarter. At the end of the third quarter of the Italy gang, um, he ducked off to go to the loo. Um, and after a little bit, um, and now you're going to love me for this because I can't say his name. Uh, Brian Gorgian, the coach so, of the Boomers. Yep. Uh, uh, looked down to bring Baines in and he wasn't there. So they actually sent one of the t- staff members off to go find him and found him uh pretty much passed out on the floor uh, with blood everywhere. Um, and what they'd actually found was that there were some puncture wounds in his arm. Um, and so what they what they think's happened is that he's passed out, fallen, there were some hooks on the wall and he's fallen onto the hooks and that's what's called the puncture wounds and everything. But um, what's happened is he was almost left paralyzed. Shit. Um, so that's, that's, that's what they said is that they sort of found him and, and um, picked him up and went to put him on the stretcher and he went to walk and just completely fell off because um, he still he still hadn't been to the bathroom. Um, and he just sort of fell over and they picked him up again. Um, and... Yeah, so it, it actually stems back um, a little bit before the matchup with the Italians. It says that at halftime of the Boomers' first game, which was three days before the matchup with the Italians, um, he'd come out to warm up against Nigeria in the second half. Um, hands were a bit slippery from the sanitizer um, and had gone up for a dunk. Um, fingers slipped on the ring. Um, lost his balance and landed on his neck or head and neck. So when they found him, they initially thought it was a concussion. Um, so they did the protocol, took him off to um, hospital and everything. But what was sort of, uh, what's the word, what wasn't sitting right was he started to get tingly in his legs. Um, yeah. And then as, as it sort of wore on, realised that he couldn't... Um, move his left arm um, and he said and he goes on to say over about half an hour he really started to deteriorate um, and so he ended up being put into the ambulance went to the hospital had an MRI 
um, which, and this is the part where I don't think this has been shared with many people until now, um, that he actually had internal bleeding, which was putting pressure on his spinal cord, hence why he was not able to move and started losing um, like movement in legs and arms and all that type of stuff. Um, and this is where it gets really sort of, I feel, I already feel really bad for him, but I, I feel even worse was he didn't have anyone from the team with him because of COVID rules and everything. So he was in this Japanese hospital by himself. Um, and obviously the Japanese nurses and doctors didn't speak much English. So he was having a very hard time. Um, getting things across and they'll using like you know, your um what is it bloody your translator apps and everything on the phone but yeah it was having a really hard time. Um and it got to the point where the Japanese um doctors were putting a plan bef- before him of um going in for surgery. Um which obviously being in a foreign country by yourself not knowing what's going on. Uh, was quite upsetting to him, um, yeah. but luckily they they managed to get um, a neurosurgeon. Yep, urologist. Yep, they're brain people. Neuro, neuro, it is a neurosurgeon um, back in Australia, um, who ended up looking at all of his scans and everything. And rather than going down the surgery route, they um, had a plan of medication and some physical therapy. Um, so the the Essentially, what they were doing was they were trying to get it down enough so that he could get on a plane and go home. Um, it ended up taking, I'm just reading when it was, I think it was about, yeah, so on the 11th day after that collapse, he was finally able to stand. Um, so he couldn't stand wow. or anything for 11 days. Um and then he began, like, from there, he was able to finally get onto a plane. Um, it ended up being one of those special uh, medical planes, um, which the doctors ended up strapping him, like, they strapped him down on his back and anaesthetized him for the eight-hour flight. Um, Shit. So, yeah, and then the make matters worse is obviously around that time was when all the COVID and stuff was also happening. So not only that, he couldn't go home. He had to then do two weeks quarantine in a local hospital, unable to see his family. Oh, um, God. So he he still, I think if I'm just, I'll just skipping ahead a fair bit here. Um, he's only just started running again. Um, so like, that's a good six months i think it was yeah we'd be close to it yeah so yeah there you go he, he says he a breakthrough wednesday so i'm guessing that was our wednesday um it had been a week without him falling Bloody um, so and and he picked up a basketball for the first time since august um i will admit i'm not the biggest fan of aaron baines um, but holy shit, what this bloke has gone through, um, 
is mind blowing. Um, the fact I'm that it's been really kept surprised. so quiet. Yeah, I'm really surprised we haven't heard anything about it. Like, like as you know, I I don't mind Aaron Baines when mm. the Raptors signed him. I was just like, oh, you know, like I think he's a really good get for us and everything. I just love the fact that he set some hard, hard like really hard screens. Um, he could shoot a three ball and everything, and yeah, like I was, yeah, shit, I did not know any of that. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's interesting because um, he's still in Australia, um, hasn't gone home, uh, well, hasn't gone back to the, America or Toronto, um, yeah. and it's interesting because he. Turned 35 in all of this, so he's not the youngest of men. No. But he still has the goal to get back to the NBA. Yeah, okay. So not just get back to sort of everyday life. He wants to get back to the NBA, um, which and, – and, and, yeah, so he's just, he's just pushing and pushing and working it so hard at getting back there. Um, it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's a uh, look if you're four months, five months into your rehab, nearly six, well, since the incident, not into your rehab, and you've only just spent a week without falling down, like it's a long way uphill, like to get back to a normal life, let alone to the best basketball league in the world. Like, yeah, it's uh, um. Uh, it's, it's just mind blowing um, about all of this. He, he um, yeah, I as I said, like to be honest, when I when I saw that the article name and then I saw that it was about Aaron Baines, I was like, oh, hang on, I haven't heard about him for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, so, um, oh, Paul, but yeah, no. I definitely. When you said that you wanted to talk about Aaron Baines, I was like, "Oh, wonder what's going on there." Like, then I said, "Don't tell me." Like, I want it to be a surprise. And shit, I'm surprised. Yeah. Yep. As I meant, like, yeah, I didn't hear anything. Um, everything that I heard, or, or especially Olympics time, was he was just out injured with the neck injury. Um, yeah. And 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 that was it. It was never. Never anything this serious. No, no. And like, I'm, I'm just really surprised at how we haven't heard of it. Yeah, like, like, like he would have been, he would be a good rotational player at the Raptors, and nothing. Jeez, nothing we could use all. someone. We could use a yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Like, I just don't understand here. We haven't heard anything. Before now, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't even heard anything. Like, I listen to Raptors podcasts and uh, all that sort of stuff, and no one said anything. Yeah, and, um, I might have to. I might have to shoot him a message and um, just see if I can be a special guest and break the story that I broke of someone else's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, um, very interesting. Um, I, as I said, I highly suggest um, if you're a basketball fan, going on to ESPN and reading 
um, reading that. Um, well, I'm going to. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just looking here and it come up on my homepage, but at the same time, I don't know if that's just because I have if it knows I'm a fan of basketball or not. But yeah. <laughs> uh, computers yeah. are too smart for us, mate. Mate, everything's too smart for me. <sighs> not me. <laughs> All right. Well, what we'll do is uh, we'll go from one medical condition to another one, because yes. you also want you also want to talk about the COVID situation within the Australian Football League. Yes, I would like to put this out there to any listeners that if you have any contacts at the AFL or high up at an AFL club, I have the perfect strategy for the AFL to navigate this COVID situation. Um, We saw COVID run rampant through the BBL and see teams pulling up sort of, you know, Melbourne grade cricketers and all that type of stuff. Um, And... I only really thought about it because I read an article the other day um, that the AFL are looking at, um, obviously they don't want to have a situation where a team has to, or a game has to be postponed because there's not um, not enough players. Um, so they've been floating the idea with teams. I don't know how far along the line it actually is. Um, but they've been floating the idea with teams that um, there will be a top, so they call it's essentially they're calling it a top-up pool of players for COVID-affected affected teams. Um, so obviously, I think by the AFL mandates that if you're a close contact, or I suppose it runs with the same like government, if you're close contact or you've had got COVID, but isolate for X amount of time. Um, and so, yeah, as I said, the AFL said, we'll give you, like, we're looking at having a designated pool of players to cover, um, which I sit there and I go, I like the idea, but I don't like the idea because you could literally have one week and I'll use, um, listeners may or may not know this boy, his name's Nathan Freeman, he's the player at Collingwood and St Kilda. Um, he's currently trialling for G- uh, Gold Coast. Um, yep. But he is he's sort of a the your VFL. He, he's played very very well in the VFL the last year or two, um, and that's hence why he's having a look at Gold Coast this year. Um, is that he they say he's a top up player? He could literally play for Port Adelaide this weekend, and then next weekend he could play for Geelong. So he could literally, oh, I'm assuming that's how it would work, or it might be just Melbourne or Victoria and New South Wales type sort of situation. But he could literally yeah. play for one team one weekend and play for the other, another team the next weekend. Um, I like the idea of the pool. I don't like that idea. Um, so I sort of sat down uh, and had a bit of a discussion with myself about how I would go about this. Um, and I've come up with the perfect solution. What the, AFL should, what the AFL should do is 
allow teams, and, and this number can be picked up wherever, allow teams to sign up to, I reckon, maybe 10 players that uh, yeah, Santa Fe, VFL, Waffle um, players uh, that sort of train with the, train with the AFL team, but play. So, like in in this circumstance, what I would say is that you know, like Nathan Freeman, he's in he's up on the Gold Coast at the moment, but he was playing down in Melbourne. Is that you know, say uh, Richmond would sign him as their top up player. And this is purely like you could have five or six teams going after this one player type sort of situation. I think it makes that that, that makes it a bit more interesting. Um, yeah. But what it does is, and then once he's signed with that team, he's their top up player. Um, he still plays with his designated team. So like in that circumstance, so if Richmond signed him, he still plays with whatever BFL side he's signed with. Um, unless, and this is where it gets a bit complicated, and this is where I go, if, say, I put Adelaide sign a VFL player, then that VFL player has to come over to Adelaide. And now I understand this could be, like, obviously uprooting players and things could be a bit um, uneasy. But essentially, rather yeah. than playing for the Port Adelaide CNFL side, he can pick any CNFL side that he wants to play with. Yeah, um, so he could be put, playing for Glenelg or something like that. Norwood, anyone like that. Um, and essentially, but it opens it up to, he trains once a week or once or twice a week, however many times a week that they, they decide with the AFL side and the rest of the time with the Sanfell or VFL side or whatever of the choosing. So then that way, each team has a certain amount of players that they can choose from. Um, in terms of like if COVID goes down, so um, or COVID, sorry, someone goes down with COVID, um, they are training with that one team. They're not getting, I, I know it's not really inside information, but they're not getting information from six or seven different teams in terms of this is how we want you to play. We want you to do that, all this type of stuff. And it's just centralized to one team. Um, they get paid quite handsome, handsomely. Like I reckon they should almost be on rookie deals. Um, like rookie deals are usually yeah. around about 70, 80 grand. Um, I, I think that would help the AFL out. And you wouldn't have any embarrassing situations of, say, a, ten, a player playing for a team and then the next week playing for a different team. Um, and, yeah, I just, yeah. Because what I'm worried about, one of the things I'm worried about is a player not playing to up to the standard of what that other team or one team wants because they've got something going on with the other team or something like that. Like it just, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. But what about like um, extended rosters and all of that sort of stuff? Like it, it's a really tricky period at the moment. Like I know the NRL is going through the same thing and, everything, but um, like the NRL's got their feeder teams and everything like that. So the, the NRL's actually talking about bringing back um, so there used to be three games on game day. So you used to get in early, you used to go watch the Jersey flag, which is the under 20s. Then you used to go watch the reserve grade and then you get the main game. Um, 
they're talking about bringing back reserve grade. Uh, yeah. In, and that's to prevent like the gap. Um, so like when they're bringing people in, they they haven't been running around playing like country footy or something. Like obviously they're still in the system, but they've been running around playing a lower lower level. Like they're still versing like yep. NRL quality people. Um, and like I understand that the VFL is pretty much like the reserve grade. But why not just have an extended roster? So look, I'm not sure how many people are on a roster for an AFL team, but why not add, say, 10 players to that and then they can do, they can go between the AFL and the VFL and it'd be like a two-way contract from the NBA. Yeah, so the only issue I have with that, because like, that was something I was thinking was why don't you just extend um, list size. The only issue with that is if players don't get selected in the AFL team, they have to play for that AFL side's VFL team. So, um, and so what you end up, you could potentially end up having is yes, I know I understand that they're, yeah, that they're still sort of your VFL or CNFL player but you potentially run the risk of like in the VFL, it's not too bad because a lot of the VFL sides are sort of feeder clubs. It's, it's um, since moving to like, including Queensland and Sydney, I think there might only be maybe five or six that aren't um, where in the Santa Fe, uh, you've got two teams that are feeder clubs. So all of a sudden you could end up potentially um, having a side of AFL signed players playing Santa Fe. Um, yeah. And I think that 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 would be... I don't think the Santa well, Fe would sign off on that. Yeah, but in that instance, like over there, just put a couple of people on two-way contracts and they don't necessarily have to be from, like, Port or the Crows or anything. They can play for, like you said, Norwood or Glenelg or something like that, but on a two-way contract. Yes, that, and that's what, that's what I think should happen. I think it should be like yeah. that in terms of... It doesn't necessarily have to be um, like, yeah, as I said, yeah, you can do it that way as well. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I just find well, I think, it... Um, I think what the AFL are trying to propose at the moment is just not... I don't like it. Yeah, and like, I think we're in uncharted territory, so, like, there's got to be exemptions in place and, like, um, special contracts and you've got to be able to like broaden your horizons. It can't be just a straight line. Uh, yep. You know, like you've been working in that box for however long. Now the box has pretty much exploded. We've got yep. to, like, you've got to be able to come up with different solutions and think on your feet and sometimes the simplest answer is best and some people try to go around that, but sometimes you need to look further as well. And I think this is one of those situations where we need to look further. It's not first cab off the rank yet. That's that's what we're going to go with. It's got to be simple, but more complex because of the situation we're in. Yep, yep. 100% agree. And, and that's, that's where I think... 
Um, that's why I really hope the AFL doesn't go down the route that they're going. Because, like, as I said, I, I really don't like the prospect of... Um, it might not be too bad with the Adelaide and the Perth and Queensland Sydney teams, but more with the Victorian teams. Um, yeah. You could literally have a player playing at North Melbourne and then they go to Richmond the next week or they go to Carlton the week or after that. Like, You could almost end up with a run of four or five games where a player changes clubs each week. Um, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I sit there and go, that's not helpful to that player, especially if it's sort of, you know, you, you um, what they call them overage, but like you, you sort of, um, you know, 23, 24 year old players that are trying to get to the, or back either back in the AFL or to the AFL as a um, mature age recruit. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, don't get me wrong. I know they would be sitting there going, yeah, I want that opportunity. I want it. I want to play for as many teams as possible, but trying to learn, different game styles, game plays on a week's notice, yeah. um, I think will be detrimental to those players. Um, and I can only see one outcome happening for them, and that's them having a really bad game and getting torn to shreds. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, which, I don't think it's totally fair on the players, but it's also not fair on the teams. Like, you see it in the NBA, and like comes in on a 10-day contract, and well, even like this year, Trey Young came out and said that he introduced himself to three of his teammates coming out to the warmer. Yeah, uh, like you don't you don't want to be doing stuff like that. No, and and, and that's why I think they need to sign these players. Like as you said, either by increasing the size and signing that player, or yeah. like having like sort of thing. Because um, I sit there and I go, they need to know who they're playing with. Um, and and yeah, they what, need that. What if, what if they did like a uh, had the top up pool, but once you played for that team, you were signed to that team for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think the only thing with that though is that the top up pool. I think by the sounds of things, they would only have maybe like uh, maybe fifty plays in the pool type situation. It wouldn't be yeah. like you can pick anyone you want. It would only be a certain people. Um, yeah, I don't know that I they didn't go into. Too, enough yeah. to be in that. Yeah. So, um, and that's as I said, like it's hard to know what they need to do and all that type of stuff. But I think they're on the right track. They just need to tweak it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, like you said at the start, if any of our listeners know anyone in the AFL, get in touch with us on our socials and we will put you in direct contact with Dylan and he'll put his fancy suit on and go down and have a meeting. And uh, I would, the, suit, the suit will not be on if it is this hot. <laughs> Look, I'm sure the AFL will have air conditioning. No, don't trust them, mate. They're, they're cost cutting, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Eh? <laughs> Just they'll, they'll, they'll drive around in a convertible with the roof down for you. Yeah, that's it. I reckon that's yeah. exactly what they'll do. And they'll give me a box of ice to sort of put down the shirt to keep me wet and cool. Yeah, well, it'll be keeping you wet, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> probably not from the water, but probably from the wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, yeah, that was, uh, that was a very interesting take on that, Dylan. It was um, nice. I think that was one of our more serious conversations. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll bring you so bring I, some serious conversations this year, this this this, uh, yes. this this podcast. Yeah, so let's move on to something not as serious. Yes. That is very serious, and that is the Chiliki Q with two blokes. Yes. Yes, I, oh. I, I'm ready. Do you want me to go read them out, or do you want do you want to go first? I'm going to let you pick this week. I'm going to read. You're, I reckon you've got a couple of my questions. <laughs> Perfect. And that's exactly why. Uh, yeah. So, number one, one of my new, well, it's actually been one of my favourite sports. Well, not favourite sports, but it's been a sport that I enjoy for a while. Um, should darts be better recognised around the world? I love darts. That's oh, great. Have you been to a show? No, I want to. I have. I, have. I want to go. I want to go to an English one though. They have okay, a lot of fun. I, they do. Uh, I went to one in Sydney. Uh, yep. a long time ago, like over ten years ago. Yep. And I'll give you a couple of points. One. I've never drunk so much beer in my life. <laughs> Two, I've never thrown so much beer in my life because if someone gets 180, that beers go everywhere. <laughs> That's why you drank so much because you're bloody throwing your beer everywhere. Three, it is an absolute show. These blokes walk in, or there's, sorry, there's Sheila's now yes. In like absolute superstars, they walk in like they're bloody wrestlers coming down the ramp at WrestleMania, and their songs pumping, and the crowds yep. going off. It is nuts. But yes, I 100% agree with you. Darts should be better recognised. Lovely, awesome. I did not expect that response, but I like it. Uh, now, just keeping out of order here for a little bit. Uh, because yep. I have a lot of basketball ones, so I'll get the other sports out of the way. Should Aaron Finch be the white ball captain no. of Australia? No. Should Pat Cummings be the white ball captain of Australia? Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I really like. I really like having the same captain for all the formats. I 100% agree with that too. Uh, you just recently purchased a horse and you've got Chris Waller and Kieran Ma and Dave Eustace asking to train it. Which one are you picking? Kieran. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, now we'll go into the basketball ones. So... Oh, Coming up to All-Star Weekend. Yes. Should the NBA revert back to the rookie versus sophomore game? Yes, the new concept looks shit. Thank you. Um, will the Lakers make the playoffs? Yes. Hey, are you talking about through the play-in? 
just or to make, will they be just just to make the playoffs? Whether like to not finish eighth, but when it comes down to the final eight, are they in yes. that final eight? Yep. Yes. Um, I don't like saying it, but yes. Will James Harden go to Philly? This is a very interesting topic that I would love to spend an hour talking about. Uh, but yes, I believe he will. Okay, lovely. Uh, should the Lakers pull the trigger on a John Wall for Russell Westbrook trade? If you asked me about three weeks ago, I probably would have said yes. Um, I saw Russ play today and I've listened to quite a few people who have very good basketball knowledge on their podcasts and everything talk about Russell Westbrook's game. That's why I was really interested in watching it today. Um, He's actually started to slow himself down a little bit and play a little bit more of a passenger role. Um, Like, don't get me wrong, I think he still had six turnovers in the first half today and everything, but he's driving into the paint and where he'd normally just throw up some circus layup and everything. He's now um, dishing the ball out to people with threes and everything. Like, if he can find that happy balance and everything, I, I think he's not the answer for them. There's no answer for that team, but I do think he's going to provide more than what John Wall is. Um, also, yep. John Wall being a clutch guy, along with AD and LeBron, I think there's going to be a fair bit of insider knowledge going on there, and they're going to want to know if John Wall is going to be healthy and ready to go and everything before um, that trade happens, if it does. And I'm just not sure he's ready, especially sitting yep. out all of the year. So. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. All righty. Uh, you've got a team and you've got the centre position open and you've got the choice of Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Who are you taking? Have I got anyone else built around them? No. I'm going Joel. Okay. Well, look, at the moment I'm going Joel. Uh, I did just hear watching their game today. Uh, he played 20, he's played 20 games in a row, which is the second longest streak of his career. Jesus, yeah, no, yeah, right. That's not great. So if you look at longevity, I'm probably going Nicole Jokic, but if you look at what Joel's doing over the last month, I'm going Joel. Back to All-Star Weekend. Uh, The All-Star team starters, I should say, starters have been announced. Yes. Should Andrew Wiggins be in that team? No. Okay. Who is the biggest snub of the starters? Same question. Uh, Look, I think uh, Devin Booker should be in there. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Over Jar or Steph. Steph's in there, mate. That's what I said. Over Jar or Steph. Who who you like? You got to take out one of those to put uh, Booker in. Oh no, no! I'd be I'd be moving some things around. It's, it's All Star Weekend, mate. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not a forward. He's a guard. Yeah, no, nah, mate. The East have DeRozan, who's been playing small forward and power forward. I found that very interesting too. Yeah. So your point is null and void. <laughs> no, it's not null and void. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, he, okay. he he was put in the guard, same as DeRozan. He was put in the guard section. And, yeah, yeah. And that's me done. That, yeah. That's all my questions done. Okay. My turn then. Alrighty. My first one's pretty easy. Are you going to pick a winner this week? Uh, yep. Yep. Are you sure? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I will. I've got it. I've got it this week. I've got it this week. You've got it this week. Are you sure? Yep. yep. All righty. Well. What we're going to do is I'm going to move you on to the hard questions. Lovely. Who is your biggest? Who is your biggest all-star starters snub? So I was just trying to work. Yeah, as soon as you said that was your question, I went off. Oh, I better have a look at this just to see. Um, I've lost the East team. I don't know who got picked on the East team. Uh, the East was Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, oh. Giannis, and KD. Mm. Mm. I don't know. This is, I've been thinking for a while. I'm going to give you four names, and you can pick from one of them. Oh, that'd be lovely. Booker, Levine, Doncic, Harden. Out of those four, so this is what I would have done. I would have picked Zach Levine instead of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Because Zach Levine's injured and might not play. So then you can bring in DeMar DeRozan. Well, KD's not playing, so... <laughs> he might be. No, he said he's already, he yeah, already I, said he's going to sit it out. So. Didn't see that. Nah, well, in that case, then, I will be going... I still think Zach Levine, um, before his injury, he was putting up some big numbers. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, uh, I think he's been playing some excellent ball. He'll definitely be in the selections. Yeah, and, um, and, and, that, and that's where I saw it went. He... He would be my biggest snub, but except for the fact that he's injured, and that's yep. why. But yeah, should Steve Smith be able to play in the Big Bash final tonight? I haven't seen too much about this. I don't know why. Why is he not allowed to? Okay, so I'll fill you in. Uh, he is not allowed to because he was not on their team list at the start of the season. 
I understand why. I also understand that Sydney Sixers have been decimated by, by injury. Yeah. So why I think he should be allowed to. Look, I, I think so as well, and especially like they'll bring in all the uh, grade cricketers in and everything. They were on no one's team list. Yeah, it, I understand well, it is because he's one of the best players in the world. I understand that. Yeah, know. but he's going to draw a crowd as well. Like I've been to a big bash game this year, and I reckon there was about nine thousand people there. Like it's probably breaking yeah. a record. Yeah, you got to be able to draw a crowd. Yeah, um, to keep keep it running. And how do you draw a crowd? You have the biggest names in the sport. Yep, I hundred percent agree. I think. Yeah, I, don't, I, I understand why they don't why they said no, but I also think that they're wrong in that and they should have said yes. Yeah, I think they're just trying to stick to their guns to prove a point. Yes. Um, would you rather face the first ball of the Boxing Day test from Mitchell Stark or take the first hit up in State of Origin? Mitchell Stark. State of Origin. Yeah. I'm not big enough to play State of Origin. I'll get creamed by those boys, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not saying not saying I'd be able to see Mitchell Stark's 150k quicker than our ball, but he's got less chance of hitting you than what the boys in State of Origin do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, you could take guard three legs, but on third leg stump, just showing yeah. the stumps. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Save origin, you're running at a brick wall. Yep. Yeah, no, mm. I definitely face me stuck. Does the team of Tanasi Kokonakis and Nick Kyrgios make you interested in the men's double final on Saturday night? Yes and no. Yes, in terms of oh, I'm interested to see if they win. Uh, no, in terms of I'm still not watching it. Uh, Who will win an MVP first? Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards? Lamelo. Did you see that Anthony Edwards called himself Black Jesus yesterday? No, I did not see that, but what a man. (laughs) I changed my answer. I changed my answer. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he had a 40-point game and stuff, and everyone's just like, oh, how do you feel? He goes, I feel like Black Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, great. Should Las Vegas host the NBA All-Star Weekend annually? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you want the rest of the season cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone's Dennis Rodman, mate. <laughs> James Harden, that's all I'll say. <laughs> you talking about he's not even invited. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So last week I gave you a start, bench and cut. Yes. This week you have three rounds of it. Yep. All Port Adelaide. 
Okay, so you'll there's probably a few that are like, oh yeah, no, I'll cut him, I'll bench him, I'll start him. They're pretty easy. You've got to remember that I'm not the biggest AFL person, and I've done well to get nine names. Oh, mate, I could give you twenty two if you wanted. And let me know if they're not playing for you anymore. <laughs> I could definitely do that. Okay, so first one, Mitch Georgiatis. Yep. Connor Rosie. Sam mm-hmm. Powell Pepper. Oh, fuck it. Sorry, Mitch, uh, but you're cut. Uh, I would be benching Powell Pepper and starting Connor. Okay. Round two. Horazio Fantasia, mm-hmm. Ro- Robbie Gray, mm-hmm. Scott Lysette. See, I'm going from a purely practical position here in that we need a Ruckman to play. Yep. So I have to start Scotty Lysett. Uh, we need a small forward who's a bit younger to continue his career. So I'll unfortunately have to bench Orazio and unfortunately, which kills me to do, is cut Robbie Gray only because yeah. he's a bit on the older side. But if I'm not going from a practical position, it'd start Robbie Gray, bench Scott Lysett, cut, Orazio. Okay. Last one. Ollie Wyant, Charlie Dixon, Oh no. Lear Lear. Oh, that's okay. You didn't have my boy Trav in there. I was a bit worried then. I wasn't. I told you last week I'm not putting Trav Boke in there. Um. Controversial. Love it. I would cut Ollie Wines. Hang on, sorry. Who was the Who was the third one? I've got Ollie Wines, Lee, and Charlie Dixon. Yeah. Okay. So I'd cut Ollie Wines. Yep. I would bench a Lee, and I'd start Charlie. Right. Only reason why I'm cutting Ollie Wines. I know. We can't replace him, but we have other inside midfielders, a.k.a. Travis Oak, a.k.a. Willem Drew. There's a few few others, but I won't go into them. All right. Now, uh, so that's you done, but I've got a few more things for you. So you struggle with your pronunciation. I've got some names of tennis players who played in the Australian Open. Yep. All right, I'm going to show you the first one. <laughs> Do you want my honest can you, pro- can you pronounce that for me? Medvedev. So I'll get you to repeat that for me. Oh, shit, I can't say it two times. <laughs> Medvedev. <laughs> 
Vedev. Med that's right. Vedev. Medvedev. That's right. No, I prefer Medvedev. Oh, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Shapovlov. Dennis Shapovlov. Good. Oh, fuck, I can't say this one. Oh, no, I can't say this. Uh, Anisimova. That's very close. Anisimova. Oh. oh, Jesus. Give you a band that's just about to start playing. Stefano Sisterpass. Yes, I'll give you that one. I've had enough practice with that one over the last few weeks. This will test you because this one tests me. Felix. It is Felix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Felix Olga Alisimani. Alisimi. Very close. Felix. Go on. Auger. Yeah. Alisimi. Auger Alisimi. French. Yeah, yeah, French Canadian. This one's not too hard. Oh, Ash Barty. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Batista August. No, there's more than just that on there. It's Batista nope. Augusto, isn't it? Nope. Batista August. No, Batista Agu. Agu. I swear there was more. Oh, I get him and Pablo Corona. Corona Pablo. Yeah, yeah. I get them. I always last, get them mixed up. Last one. Basil Asivoli. Put it all together. Basil Asivoli. <laughs> I've got no idea with that one. I, I, I've seen him plenty of times. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. Basila Shivili. Basila Shivili. Yep. You ask me that next week, and I won't be able to say it. What if I ask you now? <laughs> Basili. Oh, no, I got it. Oh, no, I got it. Oh, no. no good. No good. No good. Uh, look. Uh, look, while we're in the tennis, I'll just quickly touch on it. Uh, Ash Barty. What a gun. Hasn't dropped a set. Uh, leading into last night's semi final, she'd only lost seven games. Uh, at the start of it, I said there's no other bet but Ash Barty paying $3.75, I think she was. That was good money. That was good money. She's coming up against Danielle Collins, big hit in American tomorrow night. And look, I don't, I think Ash wins it without dropping a set. Oh, I will have to agree, I think. And I think I'll like, have to agree. Look, you are someone who wanted to bet against Ash because in tournaments that she should do well, she normally doesn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm more than happy to eat my words on this one. Uh, yeah, she. This will be her first Australian Open, so you know she should have yep. won a few of these, but haven't. So I'll back up my statement with that. But I still, she will. She will win now. Now that she's in the final, yes. I think she will win. 
oh, I 100% agree with you. There's going to be a very big Aussie crowd there cheering her on and then into the doubles of four Aussie blokes. So it's going to be a pretty loose night down in Melbourne, I think. Uh, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but yes, I tend to agree that it will be a bit of a rough night. Yes, yes. You would hate to be a frothy down there. Um, yes. I'm also going to touch on a man that I picked to win the Australian Open at $21, and that was Stefano Sistapas. He comes up against your mate, Medevdevdevdevdevdevdevdeva tonight. Um, should be very close to kicking off. I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, number two seed versus number four seed. Um, I'm expecting a bit of a thriller here. Uh, two blokes who are more than happy to lose their cool on the court. Um, Medvedev has definitely shown his true colours this Australian Open, and I hope he falls in a well. That's a bit rough. I didn't think he was doing that bad. Look, someone had to play the Novak villain role, and this bloke is doing it to a T, so I automatically hate him. Jeez, well, far out. And he's got a really, really fucking big head. Hey, leave us big. Hey, you're one of the big head crew, too. No, I'm not. I've got a small, I've got a big nose. You do have a big nose, big nose, big tongue, big ears. Yep, small head. <laughs> Times two. Anyway, um, so yeah, look, uh, I'll definitely be doing a full recap of the Australian Open next week. So if our listeners want to listen out for that, it'll be quick but in depth. So remember, just we're rooting home Sister Pass as Nadal got up this afternoon as well. So Nadal moves into the final with a chance to win his 21st major title, which is massive so I actually don't mind seeing Rafa play well either he's playing he's playing some good tennis and only a few months ago he thought he was never going to return to court so I like seeing Rafa go all the way yeah uh, I've always been a bit of a fan for Rafa uh, however does need I've always said it everyone said it does need to get some new undies look I'm a little bit disappointed he's not wearing a tank top this year yeah, well, sun's out, gun's out. Don't know why he's not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he got intimidated by Alexander Zverev. But uh, there's nothing to him but uh, skin and bones. So bring it back, Rafa. Bring it bring it back. I agree. All righty. Let's move on to what happened last week. And I'm going to start and... Green Bay really fucked us. They had a field goal opportunity in halftime and it got blocked. Then within the final three minutes of play, I think it was, in the fourth quarter, they had a punt and it got blocked and returned for a fucking touchdown and then went and lost. So you know what, Green Bay... You know what, Aaron Rodgers? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, I remember watching, I think, the last second of that game and I just went, how did they lose? And yeah. then you proceeded to tell I did, me and I went, idiots. 
I did tell you that Green Bay would not win the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. I also did not see them going out to San Francisco. Yeah. So, any who's it will move on. That's what they do. So, yeah. And moving to my bets, which were just as terrible. Um, Philly. 76 has absolutely screwed me over uh, against the Clippers. A game they should have won. Just really dropped the ball there. Um, Mate, I turned that game off. Oh, it was terrible. terrible. Um, and then I bet against the wrong bloke again. I went Rublev instead of Silic. The funny thing is, is then after that, Silwich went on a bit of a tear and I actually bet on him a couple of other times. So don't like that at all. Um, into my UFC multi. So there was a bit of controversy on this and I'm not happy about it. Uh, one of the legs actually ended up getting voided, uh, which was okay because it was the uh, short-priced favourite, which was Ilya Teporia. Um, so apparently uh, after the weigh-in, he had some issues recovering um, from the weigh-in and all that type of the weight cut. The cut, um, yep. yeah. So, um, unfortunately, that fight didn't take place, which I was actually quite eager to see. Um, and then led me to the cut bet that I was kind of confident about, which was Andre Filo um, against Michelle Pierre. Um, now, I was not happy at all about this. Uh, Andre came out in the first round and absolutely smashed him. Um, well, unfortunately, it wasn't a 10-out round. It was only a 10-9 round. Um, and then Michelle came out in the second round and did the exact same thing as what had just happened to him and dominated the round. So going into the third, it was one each. Um, and then Andre started getting a bit of the upper hand and yeah, I'm not happy about this, but Michelle Pierre accidentally in air quotes, uh, <laughs> kicked Andre in the nuts. Um, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Now. I see it happen all the time. Well, not all the time. I, I, just about on every fight card, there's someone that gets kicked in the nuts uh, with the UFC. And, you know, I can explain. I, you sort of go, yeah, right, nine times out of ten, it is an accidental thing. Like, they've gone to throw a kick and the bloke's come in as he's gone to throw a kick and they've got him in the nuts. Um, yeah. Which, to be honest, is probably the case that happened here. But the fact that Andre Filo was on top... And after that kick in the nuts, he declined uh, and Michelle got on top. I sit there and I go, I think it might have been a bit of a tactical. Um, now, this is also not the first time that it's this has happened with Michelle Piera. It is a big call. I'm not happy about it. I also don't like Michelle Piera, and that's probably more the main <laughs> But... Uh, yeah, as I said, he, I've seen him do it before and I've seen him kick someone in the nuts and turn. 
uh, a fight before and it, I, yeah, I think subconsciously he meant it where he did not actually mean it though. So not happy. Yeah. So unfortunately that leg lost as well. Yeah, it wasn't a great weekend for us. We um, we got pretty unlucky, I would say, yeah, especially with bloody Green Bay. And then, yeah, it was a it was a rough weekend. We should have cashed out. Yeah, but you know, you got to let it ride. Up ten three. Anyway, we'll move on. That leads us into this week, and. I have put my best bet on. Uh, now, look, I was initially looking at a horse tomorrow at Rose Hill in the 4X Gold Expressway Stakes. And that horse is one very much known to you, Dylan, and that is Animo. Uh, it's just starting, isn't it? It's, it's, it's first race and it's prep, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Um, the only reason I didn't go it is because it's paying a dollar seventy. And what's the field look like? Um, you got Standout, Superium, Forbidden Love, Bellucci Babe, Animo, Tiger of Melee, and Overpass. So, and I'm just not sure what the weather's doing. I haven't checked up there anyway, but it's rated at a good four at the moment. So, um, if it was a heavy, I wouldn't be taking him at all. But yeah, it's a interesting race. And I just thought Doll 70 was too short. So I left him alone. But punters, if you want that, feel free. So that's in race seven at Rose Hill. Um, Got to love the odds on favourites. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I've actually gone with a four-leg multi. Uh, I've gone the Denver Nuggets to beat New Orleans. New Orleans is struggling at the moment. Jokic is finding even more consistency and more form for Denver. Uh, just think they're going to be too strong. Uh I've gone against the Clippers again, so hopefully they don't screw us. They're playing Miami in Miami, and look, uh, Miami's one of the best teams I've watched all year, and I just think they're going to be too strong for a Clippers side without uh, Leonard and George, and I think Morris might be out as well. Um, then we move on. I've gone Ash Barty to beat Danielle Collins tomorrow night. And then I've got the Kansas City Chiefs to make the Super Bowl by beating the Cincinnati Bengals. And yeah, that's my four-leg Moldy. So that's returning $2.98 power played. Um, but just a quick shout out to Joe Burrows, who's the quarterback for Cincinnati. He got sacked nine times last weekend and they still won. If I remember correctly, they knocked out Tampa Bay. Yes? No, no, no. Maybe. 
I was going to say, it didn't, didn't, because didn't Tom Brady, they had like two minutes to go and Tom Brady went down, um, ran a final play, or final, not play, um, what do you call it? Last drive. Oh, no, that was the ring. No, they beat the Titans. Apologies. Yeah, apologies. No, different conference. Yeah, no, they beat the Titans. Apologies. Yeah. And that was actually their first away playoff win in history. So good on the Bengals, but uh, I think coming up against Patrick Mahomes, who did some very freakish stuff in the last two minutes of their game, scored uh, two touchdowns in two minutes and got them within field goal range um, to kick the game-winning field goal as time expired, really proves why he is such a gun. So, yeah, Kansas City, Denver, Miami, Ash Barty, $2.98. Get on it. Like it. Like it. Now, I'm going this multi, same game multi. Uh, not going to lie. I'm very iffy about doing it because I have been burnt by a couple of these players before, but I have all the confidence in them this weekend. Right. So I have a six legger. Um, yep. It is only returning two dollars twenty-two um, boosted, uh, but I'm going Jason Tatum to score twenty plus, Jalen yep. Brown to score fifteen plus, uh, Trey Young to score twenty plus, John Collins to score ten plus. Yes, how do you I know? Knew- I knew as soon as you said you've been burnt, I was like, I've gone John Collins. And then I've got Robert Williams and Clint Capella to have six rebounds each. So I've also been burnt by Robert Williams as well. Yeah. I hated it because there was one game he came out, I think he had three rebounds. And then the next game he came out and had something like 12 or something. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I can't you do that to me, mate. Yeah. Um, but... No, I'm confident in it. I'm confident in it this weekend. Right. right. I'll, I'll be watching with very keen eyes. That'll be a good game, I reckon. I think it'll be a very good game. I think it'll be a very good game. Yeah. yeah. But no, so our bets are on. We're ready to rock and we're ready to roll. Friday night, I'm going to go settle in and uh, make myself some buttered chicken and watch some tennis. Um, Watch I'm me. about to sister pass. Yeah, I'm about to go take Shrewsbury Town from the Championship to the Premier League uh, and Ooh, win the okay. Europa League. While I'm going, I've already Ooh. taken them from. I've already taken them from League One and won their FA yep. Cup in League One. I'm up at the back. I'm in the Championship. Transfer budget of ten million dollars. Who you got playing for you? Uh, no one. No one? Like that. <laughs> uh, no, so I've got, I have just free transfer signed uh, Jamie Vardy. Uh, oh, yep. So he's coming next year. Um, I have just also free transfer signed Jerome Boateng. Yep. Uh, but then I've got a bunch of, I'm one of those managers that will go find the young players that have big potentials. And I'll sign them early. Yep. And I'll bring him in. So I've got a bloke that's come from Fulham. 
uh, who is, I think he's rated 72 or 74, somewhere around there, uh, that I bought for $15 million. Um, and he's his potential is 86. So yep. like perfect. Uh, so he's a centre center attacking midfielder. And then I just also read, actually, this was a great pickup. Free agent uh, who got sacked at the end of last year, didn't even realise. Centre uh, uh, defensive midfielder, name's Fernando. Ferdinand, Ferd, uh, one of those Spanish names. France Ferdinand. No, no, I know, I know his stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so I've signed, I signed him off the free agent list. Uh, turned out he was 82. Yep. But he, he's also 35. So I've only got yes. one season of him. So but that's okay. No, I'm, I'm hoping I get like... two seasons out of him and I'll sell him next season. Oh, geez, you won't be getting much. Sounds like a Friday night of dreams, mate. Uh, facts. I'll go with facts. Yeah. Friday night of facts. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with it. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting top of the championship uh, with only one game in hand, though. But sitting at the top, looking you, pretty. You'll be. You'll be right. You'll be right. All of our listeners have faith in you. I hope so. <laughs> but uh, look, on that note, we'll uh, we'll leave you to it. I'm sure you've got some training to run and some games to play. So look. Uh, on behalf of Dylan myself, I'll say happy punting, gamble responsibly, hooroo, and stay sweet. See you, everyone. Have a lovely weekend.